Hey, I'm Allison. And I'm Courtney. And we're just two friends who are going through the whole bariatric surgery thing together. Join us on our journeys as we walk you through the pre-op diets, eventually our surgeries. And then, you know, whatever comes next. Hey guys, I'm so excited because today we are talking with Nima from My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. And uh, just a little background, it was something that my husband Jeff found, um, Nima's podcast, and started listening to it prior to um, me starting to listen to it. So he started to listen to it, loved it, and was like, Allison, you need to listen to this guy. And I wasn't ready yet, wasn't there. And then suddenly I started, was like, okay, I'm going to like dig into this. And I have fallen in love with Nima. I'm super excited to just be able to chat with him. And Courtney is on the love affair as well. So hopefully we're not embarrassing you too much. But no, you no, no, no. and your wife, we're also like a huge fans of your yes. wife, just so she knows. She oh, yeah. The voice She's actress. the best. Yeah. Her voice is ridiculous. Seriously. We she actually is. thought that your intro was, is she? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we thought your she. intro was like something that somebody like did for you that you paid somebody. And then we listened to the episode of doing your wife and we were like, oh. That's her. That's her. <laughs> it is her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, is she not doing that for real life? Because she needs she to does, like yeah. that's what she does. No, that's what she yeah. does. Yeah. She's she's an oh. actor and all that stuff. That yeah, Michelle perfect. Miracle, look her up. All right. This that's makes awesome. much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> but Nima, thank you so much for being here today. And uh, oh, I'm so yeah. excited. I'm a big fan. I'm all caught up on all your episodes and I, I've been listening and y'all are doing such a great job. And really just, I, I'm so happy because I talk to a lot of people that listen to my show and, and the vast majority of them are female, which is great in the podcasting world because uh, female listeners are, are more likely to keep subscribing to your episodes. So they're more yeah. brand loyal. Mm -hmm. And so they interact with you more and they care more and they listen more. And dudes are dumb, so they don't. But they're like, oh, shiny object, and then they're just distracted. <laughs> a lot of women listen to me, and then they're like, well, like, you don't get what I'm going through, and you don't totally. And I'm like, yeah, you're 100% right. I have no idea what you're yeah. going through. But, you know, like, there was there was a lady that was like, I have, like, 25 pounds to lose, and nobody's supporting me. And I'm like, yeah, I get that for sure. Because like everyone <laughs> thinks that you have to have like 120 pounds to lose to be worthy of a surgery, which is so ridiculous. Like if she joined Weight Watchers, nobody would bat an eye. They'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. But then like your doctor's like, oh, maybe you should do this surgery. And everyone's like, I I didn't go to medical school, but I have all kinds of opinions about your personal life. Like, <laughs> please, please and thank you. So much so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we obviously know everything about you but why don't you start from the beginning to people who don't to let us know like how you got like well where did weight loss surgery even come into play just start from the beginning and we'll just listen yeah. to you because we love it <laughs> <laughs> so i so i always tell people like when so from the age of 18 on i gained 10 pounds a year and I weighed 10 times my age. So at 18, I was 180. At 19, I was 190. 20, I was 230. I was 340. I was 400. So that is very easy to know, like time travel wise. Like when you, after you have the surgery and you start losing weight, you're like, oh, now I'm like 270. It's like I was 27. That's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So I was gaining just 10 pounds on the regular every year. And 
eating like absolute monsters, like just inside of me, just monsters inside of me, just eating all the food and me not paying any kind of attention to it at all. And not like on paper, I looked totally fine. I wasn't diabetic. I didn't have any kind of issues. I wasn't pre-diabetic. So whenever people were like, you're fat, you need to do something about it. And I was like, I will kick your ass on paper (laughs) all day. Like if you check your numbers to my numbers, I win every day. I'm winning. Right? Yeah, I'm winning. My 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 classes are easier, but my GPA is higher. I got you. And then, and everybody would say the same thing. You do until you don't. You are until you're not. And I was like, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Everyone said this to me for the last 15 years and nothing's happened. All of a sudden, one day it happened. Well, okay. So here's an interesting thing. I literally found out today. I keep a journal that's kind of become a log now. I'm a big like analytical data nerd person. So like I keep track of like all my stuff, all my numbers, all my weight loss, my yeah. all, the, all the things. And I was looking back on my journal from a couple years ago, like three, four years ago. And I was like, there was one entry that I wrote that was from like four years ago. And it was something like, I you know, I had these, these cookies for lunch and then I had like a bagel and then I had this other dessert from Starbucks and then I went home and I bought this cake for Valentine's Day and we had ice cream and then more cookies. And then the next day's entry was like, man, I slept like shit last night. I kept waking up and I had to pee a bunch. And like when you have to pee a whole lot, that's like a huge sign of diabetes. Yeah. Then I wasn't diagnosed with diabetes until like six months after that. So that was like, that should have been like a wake up call for me right then and there. But because I wasn't paying attention to any of that stuff, I was just like, huh, what a weird thing. I guess I had to pee like six times last night. And then just went on with my day. So easily excusable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What a fluke. And then just like a jerk, just keep eating. So anyway, this just kept happening and just bad, poor habits and everything. And then I got diabetes and I had sleep apnea. And apparently I had sleep apnea the whole time nobody told me. Like <laughs> until I went to a cabin with a doctor friend and he was like, I legitimately was worried about your life and thought I had to do CPR on you a couple nights. So then I went and got tested, like it turns mom. out. <laughs> <laughs> so the obviously it's so awkward when other people tell you, right? You're like, I care about myself. I just didn't know that I stopped breathing every night. Yeah, I got into so many fights with girls I was dating that would like spend the night and be like, you snore so loud, I can't sleep. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I can sleep. So it's your problem. I don't know what to tell you. Just deal with it. Or there's earplugs or you could leave. Like, those are your options. I don't know why this is my problem. Yes. But so anyway, all of this kind of culminated into like having diabetes and being on this, the pills and everything. And then finally going to see a doctor at like the tender age of 39. And the doctor just, he was the, I'm not a big fan of like, um, uh, what's it like bedside manner. Like, I just don't, I don't like it. I just, I don't have the time in my life. Like I'm 40. 41 oh shit i just aged a year in a second i'm I'm 41 (laughs) i'm gonna be 42 in two months so i uh april 26 if you're keeping track so i am so like i know completely that my life is gonna be over in less than 60 years that's all i have left period 
right? So I don't have time for the, like, I was wondering if it's okay if I talk to, just say the thing, man. We don't have the time you think we have. So when doctors are like, have you thought about, no, 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 no. Just tell me the thing you want me to do and I'll figure it out from there. And this doctor was just like, listen, man, you got to lose weight. And I was like, I've lost so much weight. I've lost hundreds upon hundreds of pounds and I've gained it all back. And as my grandfather says, plus the tax. So you're like, oh, you lose 20 pounds, you gain 22. You added the tax to it when you added it back. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I mean, I don't love it, but I love that he made it funnier. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, losing weight is easy. I've done it a bunch of times. I just can't keep it off. And he was yeah. like, I'm just going to tell you this. I'm not saying you're going to walk out of my office and you're going to have a heart attack, but I'm going to tell you legitimately, I would be surprised if you hit 60. That's it. And that was real enough for me. That was like the first time mm-hmm. a doctor was authentic and genuine. And he didn't give a shit. It wasn't like Nima I'm worried about. He doesn't know me from Adam. But yeah. just that medical touch, that medical information that he has. And he's like, I've seen this before. And I know what this ends up looking like. And it ain't good for you. So you got about 20 years left. And I and selfishly, my first thought was, oh, I don't get to retire. And then my second <laughs> thought was, oh, my wife. But then... <laughs> but then that caused me to to give a shit that was like okay now Mm -hmm. i gotta do something and i've done everything up thankfully i've been fat for so long and i've been so morbidly obese for so long that i've done all the things already there was no more stone to on you know turn over right i've done weight watchers i've done the diet food the home cook food the personal trainer the the i did a reality show that never aired and lost a bunch of weight there and then gained it but so all of that stuff happened great i'm out of ideas i'm out of excuses i don't have anything else left let's look into this weight loss surgery thing and see if that's a fad or not and then i had a few friends that had had it done and, uh, and ironically, the three people that I know that had it had the three different variations of it. One of them had a lap band, one had the Rue and Y, and then one had the sleeve. Whoa. And I know that, uh, I know that uh, Courtney, you're getting the, the duodenal switch. Yeah. The, I guess they're calling it like the loop version. I don't, it's... Loop? We'll like, a, like, a, <laughs> like a belt loop or Luke like Skywalker? Like a belt loop. He's, so I guess it's based off of the duodenal switch, but instead of doing like two incision points, they do like a loop. Dope. <laughs> Let me tell you, I still can't explain it. <laughs> the Sadie, as we call it, right? Yeah. So the, the Sadie to me is the same as the Ruin Y. And I've, I've made this joke on my podcast. I don't want to get a surgery that has the term Ruin in it. So I'm just not into that. But it's such I mean, a good you know, joke. <laughs> it is. It is. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, um, and I, I heard that, and I was like, "Oh shit!" You know what? That's actually like pretty accurate. <laughs> I just thought everyone's gonna make that joke as soon as you say, "Like, well, what surgery did you have?" And you're like, "The ruin why?" And they're like, "Did they ruin why? Why did they?" And you're like, "Ugh, I can't. This is worse than waking up from anesthesia." But that was the thing for me. And then I was, and then I didn't want to get, they they don't even do lap bands anymore because I was with Kaiser at the time and and Kaiser just doesn't even do lap bands anymore because they were like, there's so many people that do lap bands and then they go from, they want to upgrade from lap band into the, um, the sleeve. 
So they're already they're like kind of double paying for their insurance copays, and they they pay so much out of pocket if you're covered. So they were like, we can't like cover both things. So you're just gonna get the sleeve as as the intro surgery or the ruined wine. That's you only get two options. So it was easy for me. I didn't want to re- reconfigure all my plumbing really was what it was. And I, the friend of mine that had yeah. the Ruin Y surgery has to take so many pills because of the vitamin deficiency and everything that it scared me. I needed it and I should have gotten it medically and numbers wise. I should have gotten that surgery because I had that much weight to lose. Yeah. But it wasn't... I. I, I didn't want to have it and my doctor was okay with me just getting the sleeve. So then I just got the sleeve. I mean, you have had phenomenal results with the sleeve. So I'm, I feel oh, like yeah. good, good choice. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So work. you, um, I was going to say, you say that you started uh, 41 at, with, or 40 with 400. Um, are you okay sharing like, where you are now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm at, I'm uh, currently at 245. Oh, I'm at, yeah. So from, I was at 410 and then I got down to 394. So they had like two requirements for me to have the surgery. They were like, if you could lose um, like 20 pounds, that would be great. So they wanted me to get to like 390, which I didn't. And then they were like, and you have to do a liquid diet before the surgery. And I was like, how long? And then now don't get mad at me because they told me how long. I didn't tell them how long. But do you want to guess how long my liquid diet was? I feel like I heard you say it was like a day. A day. And a one yeah, day. A one day. Because I heard. Day. I, I, yeah. I listened to that episode and I was like, damn it, Nima. <laughs> yeah. I said it yeah. on the Anthony, the Anthony interview episode and I told him, I was like, mine was only a day. So if oh, you... Oh, I haven't gotten to listen to the Anthony episode yet, but I heard oh, it's bad. He's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. I just, I told him to ask his, his medical team too. Like, hey, just, you know, it, I know you guys said like two weeks or three weeks, but is there any way that we can like zhuzh it up maybe a little bit I, you know <laughs> maybe I won't have because I like on like at like five o'clock on that one day I was like maybe I could have a gorilla shake from like from Renix and then like it's like 1200 calories this one shake it's basically just like sugar chocolate fudge and it's like an ice cream sundae and I was like yeah I can have that's blended that's like liquid so I'm that's fine liquid <laughs> And you just have like melted ice cream and that's like a liquid. I'm like, this isn't doing anything. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, I'm so glad that you had like really good results with the sleeve though, because I, I almost feel like the way that it was explained to me was that I would only have like really good results if I got the Sadie. Um, so I think that's important for people to know that like, there are other options if you are 400 pounds and it is um, not only Sadie, (laughs) like you can have success and lose weight and not have to get that specific procedure. Yeah, for sure. I love that you have that. It's just, I mean, I got to say like we, it's not, (laughs) there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, you took the easy way out. Here's the thing. It's not easy at all. It sucks and it hurts. And there's work you got to put into it. I'm like, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I broke my toe a few days ago. 
And I was really, really bummed about it because A, there's nothing you could do about it because it's my my ring finger toe. I don't know what you call that. I don't know what you call your toes. You have your, <laughs> your big toe, toe. <laughs> and you have your pinky toe, and then you have these it's three the one stupid that went to the toes. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? The toe that went to the market, the piggy. I don't know. No? Okay. I wasn't born here, so I don't know the, the all those stories of the... Of you don't know about the piggy and the toe and the market what? and the no, crying all the way take home? take toes to markets. No. We, <laughs> we have bazaars and it's different and piggies have no place in them. Okay. <laughs> Fine. We're from That's the cool. Middle East. There's no piggies <laughs> going to any markets. No toes, thank you. I can hear Rob laughing in the other room. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But I just, oh. I, so for me, yeah, so anyway, so I stubbed my toe and I was like, oh, I stubbed my toe. And then I came, I, I was traveling and then I, I got to where I was going. I took off my sock and it was just like purple, like halfway down. And I was like, God bless it. I just broke my toe and there's nothing you could do there's not a cast you put on it you just like wait it out so you just like walk so now i've just been like walking every day which is great and it's fine but it's not running and i miss it but like i run all the time i run so much and i work so hard and i play tennis and i ride my bike and i am like beating myself up trying to lose this fucking weight it's not easy it fucking sucks but like the biggest problem in y'all are like like from the south ish right Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you are very close to my culture. I'm Iranian. So Middle Eastern culture is very like family and feed everybody. And ha- so like literally my whole life was like my entire family going, eat more, eat more. And then two minutes after you put your plate away, they're like, why are you so fat? And you're like, are you kidding And it's me? offensive if you don't eat more. Like you're offending yeah. people if you don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like everywhere except for like the coast. (laughs) Yeah, why are you? How are you so fat? Like, I don't know because you put three chickens, three whole chickens on my plate, and then made me eat them. (laughs) That's maybe why. So like all of like all of that put together, and then you're just like, then you have to like this like big cultural shift, and it's just it's it's so much it's so much work to like. Then also try to explain to people like I have very limited real estate. Like that's just how, what I call it now. Like I have a very small amount of real estate now. So now I'm like quality over quantity. So like even like dealing with my grandfather is very like I love you very much. And he's like, eat this, eat that. And I'm like, hey, your house is my house. You know what I mean? If I if I want to go grab something, I'm gonna I'll just go get it. Like my wife's family's from Oklahoma originally. When I first met her mom, and she doesn't like when I tell this story, but I love this story. But I, the first day I met, the first time I ever met her mom, we walked into the house, and I was like, "Hi, nice to meet you." She's like, "Mima, I've heard so much about you." I go inside, I sit down. She goes, "Would you like a glass of water?" And I was like, "Oh, I'd love one." She's like, "Great." The glasses are in the second cupboard over there, and the water, <laughs> the ice is in the freezer, and the water is on tap. And I was like, "Dope, thanks." Like, I don't, I don't need you to serve me water, but I just. I want to feel comfortable and at home with you. And that's how I feel that's with amazing. most people. So that's the thing I tell most people too is like, I got it. If I'm hungry, I will eat. I don't have a problem telling people how I feel. But the hardest time I have is at restaurants. Because it's just like, did you not like your food? Uh-huh. I'm like, no, I, I loved it. Was there a problem with your meal? No, no. There's a problem <laughs> with my stomach. It's the size of a banana. So I, that's the problem. <laughs> 
It was really good. I'll be eating it for four days. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was going to say your wife was like amazing for pre-op process. So she had like made a lot of food and prepped it and froze it so that it was easy after surgery for you, which... I just want to know if she wants to come to Austin for two weeks. (laughs) Um, And so like, what did she make you? How did she do this? Um, Because I have a week left and I I have things to learn. (laughs) We, uh, so my surgery was in December. So we had like Thanksgiving dinner as like a blowout. She saved all the little things and then she pureed them and put everything in the freezer. So when you have like the first like three days is like this terrible proteiny water you have to drink that I don't even know what it's called, but I hate it. So I, I, I'm just happy. I don't remember the name of it anymore, but I bought like a 12 <laughs> case of it. Cause they don't sell it individually cause they know how much it sucks. And then I just, ugh, I drank it no. like just, ugh, it was terrible. And then I got on my, my protein shakes, which is the best, which ironically, by the way, real quick about protein shakes, why is muscle milk ironically the only one without milk in it? The only one without milk. <laughs> it's like everything Makes else has no the sense. dairy and I'm lactose intolerant anyway. So like, I was like, muscle milk's going to be my jammy jam. And then it tasted like shit. And I was like, I mean, shout out to muscle milk. If they're a sponsor of your podcast, <laughs> love them. But <laughs> Jesus. The best. Delicious. <laughs> Non-milk never tasted so good. <laughs> I was going to say, good option if you can't have milk, but oof. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'll just, I've rolled the dice on the on the premier protein. Also, I do the uh, cafe latte. You, got, you all haven't talked about that one yet, but that has the same amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee. So oh, you're kind of getting your coffee and your protein shake in the morning. I know. I need That's to get that one because I... Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, I definitely need to add that one to the list. But if one more box comes to the house, Jeff is going to be like, what in God's name is being delivered? (laughs) Because I might have uh, gone a little overboard and I have enough protein shakes for like until 2034. But, you know, we're good. You think you do until you've been having like a protein shake every single morning and then you just get the cases from Costco and you're like, I don't have enough. I literally have a mini fridge upstairs in my office that I just like Mm -hmm. keep all my stuff, my yogurts and my shakes and stuff in. Yeah, that way it's away from like the real people food. Mini fridge, you say? Okay, ordering that on Amazon right now too. Good idea. I know Jolene had said that she like went to Costco and she got these like caramel, the new core life, like caramel ones. And she was telling me that her husband put it in coffee and she Mm. was like, it was delicious. It literally tasted like something from pre-surgery Starbucks. I'm like, well, good to know because now I'm looking forward to that after surgery. Oh yeah, for sure. I mix mine with my, well, now that I'm a year post, like now I mix mine with my coffee all the time. It's, it's fantastic. But yeah, she did a bunch of stuff. She did all the freezing and everything and all the purees and all that stuff and kind of fixed all my my meals for me. And I'm I'm like a fussy baby. Like I just don't like I I told her like if I go if I was alone and like you were on a trip or whatever, but like I was just like had to deal with this on my own, I would have just eaten baby food in the like puree part of the whole thing. I would have just had like protein shakes and baby food. This is me right now. (laughs) (laughs) You just want to eat baby food? No, literally. I'm like, I would take the easiest option out. I would literally just eat protein shakes for the rest of my life. And he's like, that's no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you say that. And that's going to be my life in like two weeks, just protein shakes for in a rutabaga. 
every day, it's not going to yeah. be pretty. Oh, yeah. You get to have a rutabaga. That's dope. <laughs> is it, though? Have you yeah. ever eaten a rutabaga? It's pretty good really? mashed. It is actually no, pretty never. good mashed. Never in my life. No. Um, no. I live in California. We don't even know what a rutabaga is. I think I did a girl named rutabaga once. Yeah. That's the closest I can. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know if you're an expert next week. <laughs> oh, not fun. Oh, beware of. I know. I, one of you was talking about broccoli and stuff. Was it? Uh, was it Rachel? Maybe was talking about broccoli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that's like a, a gas. Y'all be it's careful like, with that. Those those uh, I, they're not called vociferous. I don't know what they're called, but like those like Brussels sprouts and broccoli and stuff. Those like dark green veggies can cause a yeah. lot of bloating. And also, there's a there's, well, it's not like science. Science <laughs> said the math nerd, but like, <laughs> but there's like an argument to be made for the order in which you eat solid foods. So like, if you oh. because because vegetables. Uh, if they stay in your stomach longer, cause bloating, and meat takes longer to process. If you eat meat first and then you eat vegetables on top of the meat, the vegetables can't pass until the meat passes. And so the meat is causing the vegetables to stay in your stomach and expand. So you should have your salad first and then you should have your protein, which which goes against what we're going to so be taught because yeah. we have to eat our protein first because we don't have that much real estate. So maybe give it some time between your meat and your veggies you're welcome it's solid <laughs> yeah uh, there's just like so much but yeah thanks there is thanks so everybody. much there is so much i honestly like I, food science is so cool to me when we did keto for a while we bought all these books and we're reading about it and i'm like this isn't a long-term thing <laughs> but this is right. very interesting <laughs> All of those oh. things, all like the carnivore diet, the the caveman diet, the cave person diet, like all of that stuff is like, it's a really cool way to lose some weight if you're trying to lose weight for a thing, for a purpose. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to a wedding. I need to lose 20 pounds or I'm like, I'm trying to get down to the certain weight for a marathon or whatever. I'm going to do this thing. Okay, cool. That's fine. But like- for lifetime, it doesn't make any sense for you to be a lifetime carnivore. It doesn't make any sense for you to be lifetime keto. Those like fat bombs for the rest of your life, I'll tell you what, <laughs> it ain't going to be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you have to like have that balance. Yeah. And do you feel like you so have a balance now that you're like post-op and like you're, you know, where you are now? Do you, does it feel more uh, a different word than balance, but balanced? <laughs> I feel... <laughs> I feel better now that I've I've stayed at 245 as long as I have. Like now that I'm in the 240s and I've been there for like two months, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a weird thing. It feels like, you know, when like you move and then you're like in this new place and you're like, you're not fully unpacked and you're not quite yeah. certain about what's what, where's where. And then like after like six months, you're like, oh yeah, you go to that place, you make a, you stop using Waze or Google Maps to like get around. And you're like, oh yeah, that's just down the street. It's over by that crazy guy who's shouting and, <laughs> you know, into the void, you make a right at the crazy guy and then a left at the dog. Like that, like that's how I feel at 245 now where it's like, oh, okay. Now I can take like a, a deep breath and just stay in this 245. But as long as I was below 250, cool. that's what I wanted. And that's that's what I got, and I was I'm really really happy about that. Yeah, 
That's fantastic. I'm excited. I know. (laughs) I know. I can't wait to get to those recording days because I'm like, yes, okay. I think we need to do a recording day the day before I go get surgery because they always make me feel very inspired. (laughs) Like this is yeah. I did a whole thing for myself where I recorded um, self help, like just like I call them like sober moments of like you just have this conversation with yourself and you're like, listen, stupid. It's, I mean, not, you probably don't talk to yourself the way I talk to myself, but (laughs) I'm very mean to me. Like, like past me is very mean to future me. (laughs) Like, listen, you idiot. If you're watching this video, it's because you're fucking up. So, (laughs) so get right. And I'm telling you, you're ruining this for me. Like I'm looking forward to this and you're ruining it already. So get back on track. And I thankfully never had to watch the video because I just like I was walking every single day. I, I read somebody one time wrote one thing about never missing more than two days of exercise in a row. So you you like you can you can miss one day, you can miss two, but you can't miss three days in a row. So you can like work out Monday, skip Tuesday, Wednesday, work out Thursday, Friday, skip the weekend, work. You just can't skip three because then you'll get out of habit. I've held that for like two years now, where I'm just constantly like never miss more than two days like if i miss one day i'm like oh oh god okay uh-oh i start sweating i'm like babe i gotta go for a walk i gotta it's gonna be 30 minutes i gotta do i gotta do a thing i gotta go I gotta, like I, like i'll even wake up like we're gonna go travel sometime and i'm like like what time are we leaving the flights at eight we gotta wake up at six so we can like leave the house by 6 30 to get to the airport blah 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 i'm like okay great so i'm gonna get up at 4 30 so i can go for a run for 30 minutes and take a shower and she's like why i'm like just because i can't because if like we travel and get get to where we're going and then i'm tired and i don't want to walk and then then i feel like i have to walk tomorrow and what if we're doing nothing to, like anyway it's a whole thing but I just, I have to have that for me. No, you know, I listened to your episode where you had traveled, I think to your sister's um, near Vegas and you were talking about going to a park and the park you found was actually just a kid's park. And you were like, okay, this wasn't the park that I was assuming, but you still like ran around as many times as you needed to, to get it done. And I was like, that is, you inspired me so much. And I, I can't do a lot exercise wise because of my heart, but I was like, I'm going to go ride the stationary bike because Nima can go somewhere and walk around a kid's park and he'll just do it. And like, that's so inspiring. And I think that you had mentioned that idea where you don't skip two workouts in a row. And it's so true. It's just like kind of keeping those little, um, ideas or, you know, just like gems of information in your head so that you can really kind of be successful. And, um, so thank you for that. And of course, what else I I really love about your podcast has been how open you've been about your mental health through the whole process. Like it Mm -hmm. has just been, I mean, I just think it's so refreshing when someone can be vulnerable and transparent and like your pump up one where you lost a hundred pounds. That was such a killer episode. And I was like, man, So I don't know. I just, I think that's so great. Like, how did you, like, does that just who you always are just to be kind of open and honest and kind of like, where does it come from? Yeah, that's a really good question. I I don't think anyone's asked me where it's come from. I I think it came out of necessity. You know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of baggage being uh, a foreigner. And then, uh, Mm -hmm. and so like being like the, the weird brown kid at school, that's not the right kind of brown kid at school. Cause like brown kids, when we talk like in LA and they're like, so-and-so's brown. You're like, Oh, they're Mexican. But like <laughs> I was the wrong kind of brown. So then it's like, he doesn't even get to kick it with the Mexicans. So then 
you get teased a lot and then you're like, okay, humor is the way to get out of this because then nobody bullies you if you can make them laugh. So then you right. develop that sense of humor. And then when you get older, it just becomes deflection a lot. So then you're like keeping a lot of people away. And then you realize at some point, hopefully, God willing, you realize at some point that you need to let some people in. And the the fastest way to do that is just to be frank and candid with with people as soon as humanly possible. And I like to say as, as soon as humanely possible, because <laughs> so, sometimes people can't recip- yeah. they can't receive that honesty and it's not fair to them for you to be so overtly honest because those people have those barriers up. But I just don't, I honestly, it, it sound, it's a very nice compliment, but it, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I just don't have patience for, for <laughs> bullshit. I, it's, I, just, I just like to get right into it. So when I make friends, I make friends like forever. And if you don't like me, you don't like me forever. Like that's, there's not like a, maybe he'll, Nima doesn't grow on you. You know what I mean? You like me? No one says, oh, he'll grow on, not Nima. No, you either like me or you don't like me. And you know pretty quick, you know relatively quick if you do or don't. So, and I'm cool with that. And I, I'd I'd rather, again, time is very short. I, and, I mean, <laughs> I've mentioned this before when we were talking about, I'm an atheist and, and the thing about it for me and the difference between people that are religious and not religious, I shouldn't even say religious, not I should say people that believe in an afterlife and don't believe in an afterlife. I don't. So to me, this is it, Jack. This is it. This is all you got. When you die, it's nighttime. It's eyes closed, darkness. You are out. It's over. Game over. So that's all I have left at the tender age of 41 is probably 50 more years if, you know, if God is good, right? Said the atheist. So (laughs) I got about 50 years left on this earth and I got to make the most of it. That's five decades. That ain't that much time. Um, But I have another question for you because you were talking and maybe it was one with your wife on it that you were saying that you don't usually eat meals together anymore. Is that accurate? Did I hear that correctly or am I making up stuff? No, no. <laughs> I like, this. I like that possible. a lot. That's very nice. Uh, no, I think I think for a little while we weren't just because the the amount of time it it even before the surgery, the amount of time it takes me to to prepare my food to get it the way I want it. Like mm-hmm. I like to mix everything together, and I like to like sauce everything to the right like caliber and everything. So my wife would go like. God bless her. We go to a Persian restaurant and she'd be done with her half of the food by the time I was done preparing my food. That's just going to say you were that guy at the restaurant who, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you got to put the butter in the right spots and you got to mix the rice first. Then you got to peel the tomato and throw that like and then the salt goes after like I'm that guy. And okay. uh, so for a while she, we had, we, she would just be done eating by the time I would start eating, but like, you know, whatever. Now, um, well, recently, the last few weeks, I've been cooking the dinner. Uh, we started doing Home Chef, which is kind of like Blue Apron or whatever. And cool. it's super great. Like, you can pick your meals and everything. <laughs> Proud sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Matt in the water that's not... Oh, no, Muscle Milk, Muscle Milk. That's muscle right. Milk. Muscle Milk and Home <laughs> Chef, they're actually combining forces. <laughs> so, so I did... So I've been doing that and cooking and... And uh, that's been really great. But yeah, we, we we eat together now and we do like 
you know, like a crossword puzzle while we eat. So then that way I'll eat a little and she'll work on the crossword puzzle and then, and then she'll eat. So then I have to stop eating and then she can eat. But when I'm, when I'm eating, she can work on the crossword puzzle. So we're not both eating at the same time. So the time it takes me to reset my stomach, then Mm -hmm. she can be, (laughs) I'll do a crossword puzzle and then we can eat together now. Got it. Okay. So what are fun date nights now? Cause like we've been saying in our relationship, Jeff and I, we like would always be like, Oh, we love the show top chef on, on Bravo or whatever. We'd always try to find a top chef restaurant, right? Like, like let's travel somewhere and find a really good, like, you know, whatever. But now things are changing. So it's not going to be so food centric. So what do you guys do for a fun date night? Cause I'm assuming we still do the food thing. We still like okay. that. We, um, my, my wife's brother introduced us to a thing called penny dates. Are you familiar with this? No. I thought it was a Southern thing. I'm so excited to explain what a penny date is to you. (laughs) So one of the two partners in the relationship picks a number between like one and 10 or whatever. And then the other partner flips a penny. Now you could flip it in the car, but I'm a very planned and and proper person. So I flip it before we get in the car. And I've been known to even route the map before we even get get in the, go start doing the thing and then find out where we're going. But anyway, so like you flip the penny 10 times and it's like head, tail, head, tail. And then you figure out which one is right, which one means left. For me, tail is left because it has an L in it and and none of them have R's in it. So tail is left, head is right. So you just flip that and it goes like head, head, you know, tail, tail, head, tail, tail, head. And so it's like right, right, left, left, right, left, left, right. And then you drive and then you, and then you, you, the first intersection you get to, you make that first turn, you make a left and then you go until you hit another major intersection and then you make a right and then a right and a left and on. And you, and you can't, you can't go back down the same street again. So sometimes you have to get on a freeway. Sometimes you have to, and then you have to get off. The, there's no left off of a freeway. So you got to exit the freeway is the, is you exit and make a left off the freeway. So anyway, long story short, that's what we, so we do that sometimes where you'll, you'll do like three and then like sometimes we'll swap. So I'll drive the first leg of the trip and we'll go have like appetizers or drinks somewhere. And then the second leg of the trip, she'll drive and we'll go have dinner. And the third leg of the trip will, and wherever you end up, you're like, okay, this is the last turn or whatever. You just keep going down that road and it's a major road. So there's going to be like some form of restaurant or another. So you can go find an app, whatever appetizer place you want to go to or whatever restaurant or whatever dessert place, you know, there's all kinds of yogurts and ice creams and cookies and stuff that you can go and check out. So we do, we do that kind of stuff and, and food is still definitely that an option. We so just, cool. it's really neat. Right. And it's fun. And it's a way to get out of the house and you get to go to three different spots. And especially if you're like new to a place, it really kind of helps you kind of get your bearings around. But yeah, penny dates. Penny dates are are super cool. Yeah. I love that. I mean, however, though, you live somewhere amazing and warm and lots of things are happening. So (laughs) a penny date where you are looks a lot different than a penny date where we are. But I love the story. (laughs) Maybe it would be less stern. snow version. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I can't even imagine right now with all this, like, the blizzard and the, the, the snow bombs and everything that's going on over there. It was like 56 degrees this morning when I went for my walk and I was like, it is so cold. It's like super <laughs> cold out here. <laughs> We've been talking yeah. often about how California is absolutely like 
tops for being able to be outdoors all year. Oh yeah. That's like, that's really interesting because when I, when I first had my surgery, there was a, another dude in one of the Facebook groups that was having his surgery the same day as me. And I was like, Oh, we're surgery twins. We should keep up with each other and stuff. And he was like, yeah. So we had our surgeries in December. Right. And so I'm like walking around the, the, the top of the, the balcony area. Like a, we lived in an apartment back then. So there's like the whole, mm-hmm. we're on the top floor. So I was just doing laps around the top floor and I was like, Hey, you know, Nick, how you doing? And he's like, Oh yeah, man, it's so cold outside. I'm just, I'm just sitting at home and, and walk pacing back and forth in my bedroom. And I was like, yeah, that's, that sounds terrible. And then like, <laughs> and then talking to, <laughs> talking to Anthony, I was like, yeah, so what, like, how's your, how's your exercising going and stuff? And he was like, yeah, it sucks, man. It's cold as shit outside. I can't, I can't do anything. And I was like, oh yeah, right. Like I, it rains like seven days out of the whole year in, in SoCal. And so I got a little pedal thing. I didn't even get a, like a, like a stationary bicycle. I just got a little pedaly machine and I was like, yeah, I'll just throw that on the ground and like watch TV and pedal with it. And I, and I do that like reluctantly. I'm like so mad about it. It's raining and it's stupid. I got a pedal. It's so unfair because it's yeah. funny because like Jeff is always like, let's move, let's move. And and he's been saying it for our entire like years of being together. And finally I was like, you know, Nima, he really makes you want to move to California. And he's like, are you kidding me? I've been saying this for years. I was like, I know, I know. But he goes out of his house. He goes for a walk. It's really nice. Yeah. You know, we have a spare bedroom if y'all want to come and just kick it with us. As long as you don't have any cat allergies, we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you say that and we'll be there tomorrow and you'll be like, I was kidding you guys. I was totally kidding. <laughs> Honey, but it'd be a good story. I don't yeah. believe this. <laughs> Suddenly. I was going to say, I'm just such a fan of your podcast and I'm like such a numerology dork. I think that it's so cool that you started your podcast on April 10th, 410, um, because that was your highest weight. So I need to know what you're doing to celebrate your one year. And if there's anything special that you're doing for like a new way, like what are you doing? <laughs> I, uh, I actually just said in my last podcast that I want to get down to, to below 240. So I round up. So I want to get down to 239.4 so that I can't <laughs> round up to 240 if it's a 0.5 because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a math nerd. But love it. I actually hadn't even thought about the April date being – um, like a mile marker because to me it's the surgery date was like my new birthday and yeah. that was like the biggest thing for me so on my surgery day I did a 5k and then that kind of became I just do a 5k every month so that was really cool but maybe so on cool. my it, no it is it's really it's funny because I, I tell people at work all the time I'm like I love running and they're like why and I'm like I don't <laughs> No, because I don't suck at it. Because like I can, I lose it everything else. Like I love playing poker. I suck so hard at playing poker, and I love like playing backgammon. My grandfather is ninety four years old. He smokes me every. He beat me six one last night and six one the night before. I think he just lets me win one, and then he just like destroys me. I love playing card games, all this stuff. I suck at literally everything I play, but I love playing it. You can't lose at running. It's just running. So That's I just true. love it. And everyone's quiet. There's nobody there who's like, well, why would you do? Why did you put your left foot that far out? Like, no, it's just you. And if you want to put music on, you can. But I just like to run and just listen to myself um, breathing really, really heavily, uh, which is peaceful. <laughs> um, but I, but 
like it was a thing that like when I tell people at work and they're like, I I'll never be into it. I'm like, you don't you don't have to be into running, but like you'll get into something that like like mm-hmm. I found my like I had a used to love playing tennis and now I love playing tennis again. But like I haven't done that in forever. Swimming, cool. I still love swimming. Now I love swim bike riding, whatever, all that stuff. Like eventually you'll get to a place where like there's a thing that you want to do again. And I was thinking like maybe because I hadn't thought about it until you mentioned it, but I was like, maybe on the April 10th, uh, like the anniversary, I'll do like a bigger run. So maybe I'll do cool. like, like an 8K, like something like bigger, like five miles, you know, like something that's like significant. Or maybe, maybe if I do it like, um, a mile for every year that I've done the podcast. So like this year it'll be an easy one mile, but then like <laughs> in five years from now, I'm going to be like, why did I start this? It's so stupid. Now I'm going to run five miles like an asshole. No, I think that's awesome. We started talking about what, pi- because we were listening about the five Ks and we we're like, Oh, we could do bubble five Ks. We could do like color runs. We could do the inflatable ones. Like how much fun is that? That's just adult fun. Like, Go. Oh man, there's so much. So cool. There's so many doors that are gonna open for you. Like I can't even tell. Like the dumbest shit is gonna make you so happy. I'm telling you. Like when I get like I don't know how big your husbands are, but me and my wife are both big people, and I could never fit. Like she was. I'm way bigger than I was. Way bigger than her, and now we're like about the same. But like. I could never fit in her car without having to like move the seat back, lift the like the steering wheel, like fix all that. Shit. And now like I can get in her car, just slide right in. Not a problem. I don't have to get a seatbelt extender in the, when I'm flying in the airline or whatever, like where they give it to you, like they're slipping you like some drugs, like as a, like a secret deal. Like, <laughs> they're like, it is, except for everybody's watching the secret deal. Cause they're like, Ooh, who's getting the seatbelt extender? <laughs> no, I don't think skinny people know this shit. I think this is like a, like we you judge ourselves done, right? so hard. And I'm like, it's they true. give it to you like on the DL. Like if, if I was like, just throw that thing you're using for the example over here just <laughs> plug it in so everyone can shut up about it oh, man, so too, there'd be like six like skinny people that were like i want one too like you don't get one <laughs> stupid this is the only thing i have in my life yeah you're not fat enough you idiot <laughs> but like all that like that anxiety of like traveling or like going to see shows and stuff like oh man i like there's a trick to seeing shows if you go to like a, any kind of like sporting event, I don't know how it is anywhere else, but in, in LA, especially if you go to any sporting event and then you buy the cheapest seats, this is like a total hack for anybody that goes to any sporting event in LA. You buy the cheapest seats, nosebleed section. You want the highest up elevation. The first thing you do when you go, you don't even go to your seat. The first thing you do, you go straight to customer service and you tell them, I went to go to my seat and I'm afraid of heights. Legit. I'm afraid of heights. I can't sit in that seat. Can you bump me to a different seat that's lower down? Because they're not sold out at any of these places. And they go, yeah, sure, no problem. I've had them literally pull up two super duper comfy chairs with no like arms on it. So like my ass could fit comfortably. And 
you just sit and you're watching this beautiful hockey game and you're like half the distance that you were before <laughs> and it's amazing and it's wonderful and it's I you know I just loved it so like I just Jeez. but not having to worry about that and like if I go to like the Pantages or I go to like the Wilshire Ebel Theater in LA has the smallest seats because it was built in like the fucking 40s or yeah. 50s when like people weren't yeah. big so everyone had an ass the size of the palm of your hand so they were like, oh, the seats will be like one and a half palms of your hand big. And you're like, cool. So I just, everyone gets to pretend like they're taking a prom picture the whole time they're watching the show. Dope. Mm-hmm. Thanks. But like, you'll go to that now after you lose all that weight and you're like, I could just sit. Like I, I literally went with my wife and I had to keep my hand around. I, the dude, oh man, the dude had, there, there was a, oh, Okay. I got it. Sorry. I got, I got overtly excited because I remembered this. I forgot this memory and I'm so happy I re-remembered it. Me and it's my awesome. wife are big people. Dude that was sitting next to my wife was also a big dude. And his girl was a little girl. I don't mean that. I mean, she was skinny. She was like a skinny, yeah. skinny lady. Yeah. All right. Cool. So my wife was like, I need you to switch spots with me because I don't want to be bumped up against this big dude. And I was like... I go, here's the thing. Cool, 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 right? But I don't want to be bumped up against big dude. And I would rather ask him to swap with his girl so you could sit next to the skinny chick. Because if I sit next to big dude and then I tell him to swap with his skinny chick, I look <laughs> fucked up. I look like, I'm like, yo, bro, you mind switching with your girl because I want to sit next to her instead? Like, we got to go outside. It's a whole conversation. Like, we just have to show. Like, I, you know, I can't. So, she, so I was, I just asked him, like, across my wife, I was like, yo, do you mind if you swap with this, with your girl? Because, like, it's tough for us. And he was like, yeah, for sure. Like, he seemed a little perturbed, but like, whatever, man, get over it. I appreciate you. And he did, he swapped. And then she sat, but like, literally I sat the whole, the whole show, like on one shoulder back and my arm like was numb behind my wife's like thing. And I, I don't even know. I think we went and saw like, Oh, hello. with like Mulaney and, and Kroll. And I don't even remember half the show because I was just like, my, just the whole time in my head, I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. My back hurts. My legs are numb and my arm is dead. I don't know what's going on. But cool. Wilshire, right? Here we go. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I'm just interested. Like, how do you pick what podcast topics you're going to talk about for the week? So, like, Allison and I get to lean on each other. And then <laughs> if we ever have a moment where we're like, crap <laughs> Jeff saves us um so how do you like I mean I'm we're telling everybody they have to go listen to you um oh how are you picking what you talk about like is it what's relevant what you're feeling for the day I think a lot of the earlier episodes were like that's like the most listened to part of my podcast is like the number one episode I have is medical hoops which just speaks yeah. so much about like the healthcare system in America, which is just atrocious. But that's like the number one episode. But all those like preparatory things of like what you need before the surgery and what like, you know, getting a recliner chair and whether that made a difference or not, or all the anxiety about anesthesia and and all that stuff is like, those are like really big. (laughs) Yeah, right. No. And I mean, I'm telling you that my biggest thing about the anesthesia was that the anesthesiologist like said to me, like, you have a short neck and I was like I don't like what am I supposed to do about that now you know 
Sorry, my mom <laughs> wasn't a German. I'm sorry. I don't know. What do you want from me? Like, how can I help you? And she's like, I'm just letting you know we might have to wake you up. And I'm like, so my mind is like, so in the middle of surgery, you might have to wake me up to put me to sleep. Like, I don't understand any of it. Yeah. But that was all very like anxiety ridden. But having like, and there was nobody talking about that shit. Like there was all the, all the episodes about like gastric sleeve were like, one-off episodes of like here's how you lose weight this 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 you can also get the surgery that 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 like it was like a fucking a one-off bullshit 20 minute aside you know and i was like i'm just gonna talk about all this stuff once i got all that out of the way then it was like the progress like all of this stuff that you're doing now talking to people like this is what i should have done was talk to people that have had the surgery before but I can't wait for y'all to have the surgery because then it's going to be like both of you like balancing each other with the different like, oh, this is like such a dope podcast. Like this is like exactly (laughs) what needed to happen. And I'm so and I I hear I tell people all the time. I'm like, I think everybody should do stand up comedy. I think everybody should do storytelling. And I think everybody should have a podcast. Most everybody does anyway. But everyone's like, oh, but I don't know how to set it up. Like, oh, you don't have like like a camera and a headphone. Like you could, you don't have an Amazon account is what you're saying. You don't have $50 to invest in yourself and like an hour a week to, to throw up on the mic. Um, I actually meant like to throw your time up on the mic, but I word vomit anyway. (laughs) But it's one of those things that like you can do. And if you don't think your story is, is valuable, Believe me, your listeners will let you know because they won't exist. And I bet you dollars to donuts that y'all are growing every new episode because what you're saying matters and it's growing. And I promise you people are sharing because it's so important. It's so, so, so important for you to tell these stories. And especially, I know, I know, Allison, you said that you're paying yourself. Courtney, you're, you're paying yourself too i'm paying myself literally just because they told me i could wait four months and i was like honestly i can't wait four months like um, my mindset is here and i have the money and it's not my favorite way to spend it but actually it is i'm like who's better than me so yeah (laughs) that's amazing and i've had people from like i've had people from england tell me that they went to turkey and had it done and it, and their yeah. price in England was like 14,000 US dollars and the price in Turkey was like 4 grand. And like or people here go to Mexico, like people in Cali Mexico. and stuff or Texas go to Mexico and they're like, "Oh, we're going to go do yeah. that." And and the level of care that you have is like exceptional and all that stuff and like, "Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do." And the aftercare you can still get here. Cuz you your doctor still has to treat you here. Right. You just don't have a surgical team here so if you have to you know do whatever but traveling you know with all this like you know the the pandemic and everything like it's it's just like i remember i i used the term uh nightmare very flippantly a lot when i was younger and i had this co-worker who was like i was like oh man like traffic was a nightmare and he's like oh yeah like uh like you feel like you're falling out of a a, like hundred story building and you go to scream and like snakes come out of your mouth like that. And I was like, Oh, it was a minor inconvenience. Sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. 
But navigating the healthcare system in America is that. That's exactly what it feels like. It's falling out of a building and going to scream and snakes coming out of your mouth and doctors going, yeah, but you're a chick. So (laughs) do we believe you or do we just tell you to go home and get some rest and maybe you feel better in the morning? Yeah. Go join Weight Watchers. (laughs) Again? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me remember which of my old logins I should use. I feel like your phase episodes were just like so good. And the fact that it was like, it was the true first time that I had seen like phase one. This is what it was like for me. Phase two, this is what it was like. Phase three. And I'm so, I'm an anxious person, right? Like <laughs> if, if um, it can be a possibility, it's in my head. So the fact that like you talked about that, I'm also a complete workaholic. So the fact that you truly talked about the time that it took you to like heal from work and how much time you were off of work and when you were able to come back and like how it actually felt good to be back. Like all of those things were just so relevant. They touched home. You're you're the only person that I've heard like that has Mm -hmm. talked about it. And it's like, I'm just so glad that you share and that um, you did it the way that you did it because I know Allison and I were like, this has helped us so much. Oh, I'm glad. For me, I think the biggest thing was like, I have such a great team where I work and the company was really great and supportive and and blah, blah, blah. But knowing that you have a team that supports you, that you can literally just say like, here's all my campaigns. Here's all the things that I'm working on. You all deal with it and leave me the fuck alone. Like not even like, uh, like I'm not, oh, I'll be on Slack on Wednesday. I will not be on Slack on Wednesday. I am taking two weeks off because I had surgery for the first time in my life and I need three days to just stop freaking out about it. And then I need like <laughs> another two days to start feeling better and then a week to kind of get back. And people were, the doctor was literally like, do you want me to write you a four week note? And I was like, no, no, I just need two weeks, dude. I don't need like a, like two years ago, I could make it six weeks. I could make, I'm, I don't need, I'm not scamming the system here. My kid's just, trying to get me three and I'm like, well, we'll settle on two. <laughs> Well, you know what's a like a boss move is to give them like do the three and then call your boss and be like, hey, you know what? I'm feeling better. I'm just gonna come back on the two. Appreciate the time yeah. anyway. And then they're like, oh shit, she's a baller. Just so good. That's yeah. what they should have done. Yeah. Then I would have gotten employee of the month right then. But the best thing is too, like because I've worked here for like three years almost, like all these people knew me at like four ten. Right. So we got together one time in like a like at a outdoor event or whatever. And we were like at a bar and then people saw me and they were like, oh, sh-. like the funny thing was I didn't tell anybody. At, like I told my boss, but I didn't tell anybody else that worked at the surgery. And like nobody notices your head is getting smaller. Your shoulders are, are smaller. <laughs> so they're like, they're like, did you lose a little bit? Like I lost 120 pounds. So like, did you lose a little bit of weight? And I'm like, just a little. Just I, at first, I was like, "Oh no, no!" It's I was like, "Oh, it's a fisheye lens, so it just makes me look smaller." Like I was just fucking with everybody. When they saw me in real life, they were like, "Holy shit!" And I was like, "Yeah." And then the people That's that cool. didn't know me at four ten that started after I was showing them my pictures, and my, my wife was like, "You can't show them these pictures, baby. You're like in your underwear." And I'm like, "I'm so proud of this. I don't give a fuck. I'm showing everybody. I posted on Facebook, Instagram. I'm gonna get a billboard set up. Like I'm doing yes. this. Everyone's gonna see this progress. It's so good. Yeah, I need to be held accountable by everybody. 
I love that. It is. I feel like that's part of your like, don't miss two days rule too, is just accountability. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a really, really good way to uh, hold yourself. It's that sober successful. thinking. This The same with that video is like, you, you have to have this sober moment of like, I know I have the potential of fucking up and I'm going to put myself in this position right now in a sober state of mind. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. And it's a, it's a little sad, but it gets better. I promise. When my grandmother was sick, uh, she told my father that she didn't want to go to the hospital. They were like, you got to go to the hospital. They got to do this and that. And she's like, I don't want to go. And they're like, you got to go. You got to go. She's like, I don't want to go. And so anyway, later on, and I had the conversation with my parents and I was like, listen, right now y'all are fine medically, like health wise, y'all are okay. When you get to this point that you're not at now, but when you get to that point, you tell me right now, do you want me to listen to you or do you want me to take you to the hospital against your will? Because whatever you tell me now, I will do. But in that moment, you're going to say no. But right now you're healthy in your brain and in your heart and in your body. So tell me right now. My dad was like, you got to listen to us. And I was like, okay, set. That way I don't have a guilty feeling, whatever you say. So if you're, I mean, unless you're not in the right state of mind is different. But right. you, you say, I don't want the doctor guess what? You don't get a doctor. We're going to go to Disneyland instead. It's fine. No big deal. <laughs> but that's yeah. the sober way of thinking is in that moment where you're not drunk off of the passion of whatever. That's the same thing. Like I need to have that sober moment of like accountability and reliability on myself and to myself. And that's the thing. That's what this is. That's this podcast that y'all are recording right now. Like I can't wait for you to listen to this a year from now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm stoked about it for you. Like, yeah. I can't wait. Like, this is like, this is dope right now, but wait until a year. Oh man, I can't wait until a year. Are you kidding? That's awesome. <laughs> this is going to be so dope. February, 2023. Right. Let's go. I'll this is going to be listening to it on my run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nima, we're going to, we're moving into your house. So we'll just listen to it together next right, right, year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I come forgot. on, don't you? Throw no tickets. <laughs> Yeah. You're right. I forgot already. Oh, man, I gotta text my wife real quick. This is getting really real. So um, we have done nothing but like talk about your podcast. Do you want to share your handle, your Instagram? Oh yeah, it's your- my gastric sleeve. Uh, so you y'all can listen to that at my gastric sleeve. Also, my handle on Instagram is Nima Speaks. I'm hardly ever on the my gastric sleeve. I just. I just do it for, for the doing it's sake. But um, yeah, y'all just feel free to reach out to me at Nima Speaks. I'm available. I'm, I'm on that thing all the time. So check that out. That's super awesome. cool. And I'm also having a new podcast come out uh, in, I think we're yes. launching in July and it's called the Happiness Challenge. And I'm doing that with Michelle. The lovely Michelle is doing that with me and she's awesome. Her handle is at Instagiracle because her last name is Miracle. Like the hallelujah one. Um, spelled the same way. That's how I, I tell that. people because they're like, "Did did I miss here?" Like, no, nah, man. It's literally like ah, that one. And uh, yeah, we're doing that together, and we do like a challenge every week of like different like ha- ways to be happy. So like, if you have a coffee yeah. on your balcony in the morning and watch the sunrise, or you have like little post-it notes to like have like morning affirmations or or meditate 10 minutes a day or whatever. And then we like talk about whether it's like if it worked for us or if we think the the juice is worth the squeeze. 
I love that. I can't wait. I mean, that's exciting. Whatever gets I mean, us more yeah. you know, for subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you wanted to chat about that we didn't? I feel like. No, I think that I think we covered all the all the bases and everything, right? We talked about the 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 sleeve and the. Well, do you have a surgery date yet? Me. Either of or, you. Oh yeah. Well, Courtney's is on the fifteenth, so she's yes. close, yeah. and she's cool. definitely going to have hers because she already had the COVID scare stuff. <laughs> the. Yeah, <laughs> the COVID. She the had the COVID. COVID. All the road bumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and mine is scheduled for the 24th. So as long as I don't have the COVID, um, okay. it'll be the 24th. Yeah. Good. That's amazing. So are you just like holding yourself up in your house and not <laughs> just wearing an N95 mask to bed? Like, I know. I'm trying. Head, <laughs> Jeff, like, I don't trust you. Where have you been? I know. You I know. Because when... What's going on? <laughs> I know, because of course when Courtney got it, we knew she hadn't left the house since Thanksgiving. So we were like, Rob, it was you. <laughs> I was going to um, say, immediately I looked over at Rob and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he was like, I'm so sorry. The poor kid like, wanted his first haircut in like three months. <laughs> then get a Floby, yeah. you know what I mean? There Shout out to right. Floby. Yeah. Big sponsor. <laughs> right. It was like the one time I should have cut your hair. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, and it's fun because when I had originally said that I needed this surgery because of needing a heart transplant, and this was like the only option to be eligible for one, I had said to Courtney, and now they want me to have gastric sleeve. And it was nothing that you and I had ever chatted about really, besides like watching AD Bryant's show and having that episode air. It was on her show. Um, but she, Courtney was like, I'll do that too. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what do you mean? You'll do that? She was just like, like, and she just jumped right in and we Sounds been good. doing this. Yeah. And we just kind of started this whole like pre-op stuff together. And she was originally supposed to have surgery in December. And then it was, haha, just kidding. And then it was January. And then it was like, nope, nope, nope. And so now potentially, as long as I don't have COVID, it'll, will be just days apart. So it's pretty yeah. great. Cause it can be pretty lonely, I think. And, and you know, to do this by yourself. Yeah, for sure. I remember my doctor coming to me the, the morning of my, like when I was in the bed and they were trying to pick me for a line and they couldn't get it. They finally (laughs) had to go in the back of my hand because fat people notoriously terrible veins and all that. Yes. And, uh, he he came in and as he walked in, he was, he like looked at me and he's like, Nima. And I was like, Hey doc. And he goes, you just made it before they close the door on all these surgeries. They're they're closing the door like in two days. He just told us yeah. this morning, and I was like, "Holy shit!" So then, <laughs> like, was telling me like, "We might have to if we can't get you." I'm like, "You're getting me. I'm gonna do this with a <laughs> stick in my mouth, lady. We're, get, we're getting this. <laughs> this is happening today. 1922 style. Let's go. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Did you? I'll break my own ribs. <laughs> did you even take a picture of your stomach no really I, oh man somebody somebody did that and i was so envious of them that they <laughs> were like this is the stomach they took out and i was like man that's so cool i wish i had that picture of like well because like let me just stomach. tell you a little side note 
I had a hysterectomy. My and I didn't ask for a picture, but my surgeon freaking texted me a picture of my uterus just laying there all bloody. I use that picture all the time. I'm like, like, hey friends, how you doing? Picture of my uterus. Like it is the greatest. So I'm really hoping I can have a stomach picture too. Cause like I am just the best time. And who wouldn't want to be friends with that? So No, that's amazing. That you should create a Tinder profile and have that be on your Tinder profile. Yeah, like super cute picture, super cute picture. Oh my god, what is this organ? Yeah, it, I mean, it you know, it's you endless. can't say I don't it's have any guts, fun. you know what I mean? Right? Yeah, it's endless fun, truly. So, I love I'm it. Definitely so good. Is I'm that how you got the name of the podcast? No guts, no glory is like you're you're yeah. cutting out your yeah. stuff. Oh, I love I just Getting got rid of them. I'm so stupid. That's so cool. <laughs> it's okay. Well, thank you for joining us, Neva. Thank you yeah, for having me. This was so back. much fun. That's yeah, we should time. we should all get together and and go hang out somewhere because I I'm I'm I, yeah. every person you've had on your show is like I feel like I've known you forever and I was like I don't know if we're gonna get there but like <laughs> I feel like I've known you forever. This is no, so much fun. We all, we're coming like post. What are we? March by March, we'll be healed, and then we have places to go. We have people to meet. Yeah. Like, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Come on, it'll be great. We'll all go so to good. Disneyland together. We'll close our rings together. It'll be great. Yes. We'll have a great time. Yeah, yeah. Never been to Disneyland. Yeah. Have to. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you have to. Or we can do the Harry yeah. Potter thing. Whatever you want. Version. We have it out here. We can go to In and Out, and you can have some lettuce. <laughs> the three of us could share one burger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Come on. My ears hurt from from laughing and smiling so much. I know. <laughs> my <Same. are> sore. <laughs> well, that's a good way to end it. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here and everybody else for listening. So bye, everybody. Bye. bye y'all. Love you. Allison and Courtney are not medical professionals. They are two friends on this journey together who want to share their experience with you for informational and entertainment purposes. While we do our best to try and make sure the information presented in this podcast is accurate and true, Allison and Courtney are not doctors. Always follow your doctor's instructions and advice first and foremost.